about the vegan chicken war. Chicken war. The real winner of the vegan chicken war is the vegan chicken consumer. It's the battle of the Browns. Pat Brown. Right. And oh, Ethan yeah. Brown. Ethan Brown. Pat Brown of Impossible Meat and Ethan Brown of Beyond Meat. The battle of the Browns. Yeah, I hope they bloody each other to the point where they have to keep lowering prices and <laughs> and giving us delightful chick chickens um must be harder than beef to make because it has doesn't have the same mass adoption and they you know a lot of fits and starts i think it's the stringy texture of the chicken body that's must be like difficult to simulate that yeah but they've been know. making fake chicken for the longest time you know i i love the boca chicken you know ever had the boca chicken buffalo i have chicken had it patties? but nothing compares to this um dante's chicken food truck which i don't know it's somewhere in the country now but if you ever if you ever encounter this dante's chicken food truck first of all uh when I first had it, I had to like make sure, are you certain? Do you promise this is not a real chicken? It was uncanny. But once I got over the fact that it, in fact, was made of plant-based ingredients, it's like, it's like shocking. It's shockingly chickeny. Maybe they were just trying to appease an unruly customer. This is a situation, okay? I'll, I'll tell you my personal on-the-ground boots on the ground. Boots on the ground. I'm a, I'm a soldier for Vegan Hacks Pod. So I understood that Impossible Meat just came out with their nuggets. Their nugs. And so I went to the dog house. Dog house. <laughs> the dog house. It's like dog house, only house is spelled in the German way. Hauser? And it's house. Doggy Hauser. It's kind of like a beer garden. A beer garden. Beer garden. Okay. <laughs> They have beer, but it's like, it's kind of a fast food place. It's kind of a not a fast food place. It's got a counter mm -hmm. you order. Chicken technology. Chickenomics. So anyway, I went to- It is partially a chickenomic decision. Apparently the cost of cruelty chickens has gone up 9% uh, over the last year. Well, just like everything inflation. Yes, um, yes. In fact, there's a scarcity of chicken as well. So good. that is why- Oh, because they made that stupid decision about getting the high quality but hard to breed Tyson chickens. There's probably more to the story, too. And also I'm cost of processing inflation. and all sorts cost of things. Cost of everything. It's just inflation. I went to the dog house. Dog house. And it's a kind of a currywurst kind of place. But the interesting thing about the dog house, I've never been there before. Have you been to Where the dog house? No, I never even heard about it. Where is it? It's like a chain. They're all, like all over the place mm. in here in LA. And I think there's multiple ones in different mm. principalities. But anyway, so I went to the dog house that used to be a Taco Bell across oh, cool. from the Warner Brothers studios. Oh, okay. Now I have a sense of where it is went there and I noticed that they had a lot of plant-based options. So you would think that a nice. place that would have, you know, I know bratwurst or hot dogs or something, they have like impossible sliders. They had beyond meat sausages, bratwurst style. So they had a lot of great vegan options. And so they had both the new beyond meat chicken tenders, which have been, are like about a month old. And then they Ooh. had the brand new, which was about like less than a week old, Impossible Nuggets. That's really unique. I've never heard of a, a restaurant carrying both Beyond and Impossible. It's one or the other. 
Well, it's so two they, separate things, though. One's nuggets and one's tenders. Right. But I'm saying usually they have an exclusive contract with one supplier and not the other. But these people, they probably just bought them like wholesale without making a big hullabaloo. I've just never heard of it. It's just, you know, it's like you you don't know. You don't go to a fast food place and they're like, would you like Coke or Pepsi? That's right. It's, they just have one. Well, maybe I want these... to check out this dog house. Oh, yeah. No, no. It's a fun place. I'll take you there. It's great. Cool. And, and anyway, anyway, so and they have like beer and wine and stuff, so it's kind of a festive place. I mean, this was a relatively small restaurant as it is, but I and it, it, you know everyone's very professional there. But so I ordered both the tenders by Beyond and the Impossible Nuggets, and I just wanted to like comparison taste them because there's a hype on both of these. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess the chicken tenders are only going to be available in restaurants so far, and they're not going to be sold in supermarkets. The Impossible Nuggets, though, are going to be sold in supermarkets. In fact, they said that at the end of September, they're going to be available. So by the end of the month, you might be able to get some nuggets in your hand by Impossible. Is it a tender? Isn't sometimes a tender and a nugget words for the same thing? Well, the chicken tenders are an entree. So they're larger and more substantial. And nuggets are like, I don't know, a McDonald's chicken nuggets. They're smaller. So a nugget is more processed too, right? A tender is usually like a strip of chicken, whereas a nugget is like a homogenized mass of chicken. They both seemed pretty processed. Okay. <laughs> so the first thing I tried was the Beyond Tender. And I, you know, I just kept it in my hand. I mean, it was very fried. It had a, a coating, a batter. It wasn't that thick of a batter. We were breaking it open, and it was—it seemed kind of juicy, which was interesting because I didn't expect it to be kind of juicy. And you know, I took a bite of it, and uh, it, it was good. It again, it tasted a little off, hmm. <laughs> similar to a lot of the Beyond food that I've had before oh them's fighting words i don't know but i mean it was it was good i mean i enjoyed it uh but you know but what happened was the next bite was the impossible nugget which was amazing oh he's got a favorite yeah i mean and it you know i i mean again i wasn't i didn't have a horse in the in the race i mean i do enjoy impossible meat over beyond meat um, I just feel like the Beyond Machine, you know, is really pushing out the PR. But I don't know how focused they are on 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 their product on, per se. On pushing out the product, I don't know. That's well, funny. I, I just feel like the, the I like Beyond products. I know. I I, 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 like, I honestly like the product myself as well. But I'm saying that the Impossible Chicken is head and shoulders. Beacon, oh. beacon wing above beyond beyond product. It's just it's better. It's all it's one hundred percent better. And not not only is it better, it's delicious. I brought my daughter with me, who's an omnivore, and uh, you know we we were trying both of them, and she polished them off the Impossible Nuggets, and she dissed the Beyond. She still ate them, and she said they were good. She just said that those were better. You know, the Impossible okay. was better. I'm looking forward to replicating the experiment. Yeah, no, no. It'd be interesting for you to try them and tell me what you think. Yeah, especially since I have a less refined palate. Maybe I wouldn't even tell the difference. 
the thing about the um, Impossible Chicken Nuggets, not this is an advertisement for them, Impossible says that they have 40% less saturated fat and 25% less sodium than a chicken chicken nugget. Cool. You know, I was looking at these two companies because this is this is your bag. This is what you're into. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you were saying that the, what's the difference between, let's say, Beyond and Impossible? Beyond is publicly traded. Like, I have stock in it. Impossible is probably going to IPO soon. So, you know, it's a little opaque. But they're, they're very similar in terms of, like, market cap and all that. Do you feel that? I always thought that Impossible was a smaller company. It it was. I, I think I got tricked. I'm not tricked. But um, recently I saw this, like, offering uh, of, like, pre-IPO stock on Impossible. And it's it, the pricing is very similar to the market cap of of Beyond, so I I don't know if it's just rel- relatively overpriced. And I tried to look into like what the, I guess the multiple you would look at is like price to sales to to see which one's a quote unquote better value. But the, there it's it really does seem a lot like Coke and Pepsi. And sure, like Beyond is sort of has the Coke position, but again, Pepsi is not that far off. Well, wasn't there, a, I mean, maybe it was anecdotal, but wasn't there an issue with the scalability of Impossible yes, versus they, Beyond? Right. McDonald's was talking to Impossible and Impossible like turned Said out it was impossible. Were, it was impossible <laughs> to fulfill their needs, whereas Beyond was confident that they could. Um, so yeah, that was a few years ago. And I don't know, also bear in mind that Impossible hasn't yet IPO'd when they do they're going to get this huge influx of capital and when that happens they're going to be able to scale up and build more factories but that said I I think beyond is a is a considerably bigger company for now I you know if I if I knew you're going to ask this question I would um look it up but I I do I do know that even though one is trading on the stock market and the other one's trading privately um, their valuations are kind of similar. Yeah, no, I saw that. I mean, I actually did a little research on this uh, to to try to make you look bad, Mike Keller, mm-hmm. but it sort of didn't work. <laughs> 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 no, uh, so I guess Beyond. I mean, at this time, Beyond has a valuation of eight point eight five billion. Yeah, which is it's a little small, and they're you know they're kind of range bound for the last while, and they're a little on the low end of their their range and, at the moment. And according to Reuters, they said that Impossible has funding of one point five billion, but their valuation like will be at least ten billion. Right. So it's interesting. You got a company that I mean, I think Beyond is pretty much everywhere. And impossible isn't everywhere, but it mm-hmm. tend, it has almost equal value valuation. Yeah, it's, but maybe it has to do with not, potential it's not earnings apples to apples. Because if when something's publicly traded, the market decides what it's worth. You know, if it's privately traded, there's an opaqueness, an opacity to it. So some investment bankers can give you like blow smoke up your ass and tell you it's worth ten billion. And until it starts trading publicly and all participants have equal access to buy and sell shares, you don't really know what it's going to trade for. Right. Because like a lot of these IPOs, especially these big unicorn companies like Uber and whatnot, they IPO with huge valuations and so much hype. And then for months, the stock price sinks until it like hits like reality. Mm -hmm. And then there's like a robust and healthy market and it like becomes 
sort of fairly priced. You know, just on my, you know, layman point of view of these two companies, I see Beyond as a company that's very, very focused in on PR, mm-hmm. getting the message across, Yeah, you know, pushing out their product, being very splashy about their products, trying to be, let's say, like the be-all of all food. Like, well, we're beyond chicken, we're beyond fish, we're beyond this, we're beyond right. that. And I, I see them as a great, you know, promotional company that, uh, you know, that has a good product. And then I see Impossible as a company that does not have a good PR arm. But a great product. But their product is so superior to Beyond. I I hate to admit it, but I do think they do make a better product. I I hate to admit it because I don't have stock in the company, but I I do think uh, Impossible burgers are better. Yeah, but I'm just saying that, I mean, if you try the two chicken nuggets too, you'll see the same thing. In fact, it's even starker. I feel like the Beyond Chicken Tenders are very similar to products that I've seen before in the marketplace. Like, uh, you know, I mean, I can see the Trader Joe's Chicken Tenders, the, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the, you know, the, the, uh, I don't know if it's Gardein, you know, there's other companies that make very similar chicken tenders. You're saying it's not this revolutionary disruptive technology where it's like uncanny and Kenny Valley close. It's just another fake chicken tender that has been around for 10 years. Yeah. And I'm also saying that the impossible tender is disruptive. Right. That's awesome. I'm, I'm surprised Beyond isn't like, I bet Beyond, once they find out that they're being sold in the same store, is going to send like a cease and desist to a <laughs> dog house. Put them in the dog house. They're going to put them in the dog house. In the dog house. Go to the house. There was also a price disparity, I thought, too. I saw the price disparity. And again, With, I can understand. At dog, at dog house? Yeah. What's yeah. the different prices okay so i can understand tenders are a more substantial meal mm-hmm. they're more like it's an entree they might have been a little overpriced for what they were the six piece chicken tender whatever meal was 12.99 that is quite expensive and then the six piece nuggets were 6.99 the impossible nuggets but what, like price per ounce are they about the same or not really i mean you got a lot more food with the beyond because it's a heavier piece but i mean i mean just quality wise i mean like i felt like the impossible nuggets had a better quality they they they, just they they tasted better they Mm -hmm. they looked better they just they it just like it felt like they were two you know two separate worlds apart success in business isn't always making the best product it's like you know if you look at mcdonald's mm. the dominant burger chain for decades and decades like if you even if you were you like if you were a meat eater you wouldn't say they make the best burger available it's like they have a certain like marketing and economy of scale and mass production and it has become successful that way but if you were into burgers you wouldn't say like it's a great burger well there's always so many companies that slam things down people's throats i mean look at the dairy lobby how they like especially in the the whatever the 90s and the early 2000s how they were like pushing dairy down people's throats does a body good what is that nonsense or not that but every celebrity you know oh the milk yeah gross this is common practice you know they just feel like people will consume whoever has the whatever the best marketing Hey, it's an old playbook, but it works. 
No, the best playbook is to try to find small micro influencers and then throw them a crumb every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> that also works. So anyway, I don't know. So, it's a very yeah. effective strategy. So it, it's going to be interesting to see who's going to win the chicken war. We are. We're going to win the chicken war because we're going to have options. That's correct. That's correct. But I, I hope it's going to be impossible because our food tastes better. <laughs> or that Beyond becomes better, too. That's another option. Yeah. Well, no, in some ways, Beyond is reacting to, you know, the the, the comments of their, their food. I mean, I think they're more... Uh, receptive to non-vegans than they are the vegan community because Maybe. you know we're, we're they're the ones please. that like we'll we'll buy it no matter what it's the non-vegans who have more options to buy other things um yeah. i remember i took the the beyond kfc nuggets a while back and i thought they were pretty good yeah, maybe these are similar. I, but again, I, I would recommend you go to the dog house and try the two um, different ones. Planning, I'm planning on it now that you, you've informed me of its existence. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I was actually surprised that that they had both options as well, and it was like, oh, this is a perfect opportunity for me to just eat one after another, cooked the same way in the same greasy, messed up fryer. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, what did you have for lunch, Mike Keller? I haven't had lunch yet, but you, I think you know what I had for breakfast. Why don't you have a nice frothy Soylent? <laughs> hey, good idea. I hadn't <laughs> thought of that. Deal. Well, Mike Heller, thank you again for thank your you again. wisdom. Thank you for your insights. I might send you a couple of pints of ice cream for your hard work. <laughs> <laughs>